Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Johnny McKeown. Today is Tuesday, June 1st, and this week in sport, we're going to get all caught up on the NBA playoffs. One of the greatest boxers of all time is less than a week away from fighting an internet personality. But first, to the world of golf. And last week, we witnessed history with Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship, the oldest major champion in history. You can listen to my last episode all about the PGA Championship with Matt Moretz. But quite a bit of drama kicked off in the golf world immediately following the tournament. A video was leaked from an unaired interview with Brooks Kepka. The clip starts with Brooks visibly rolling his eyes and he seems in a very odd mood. Take a listen to this clip. Ready? Golf course was asking a lot from you today, Brooks. What were you able to do well and put up that nice number? Just ball struck my way around this place. Um, didn't putt well, but I don't think many guys are going to putt well with this wind. It's, it's very tough. I don't, like I, said, I don't know what other guys have said or... I just found it difficult to read, you know, sometimes. This moment here when Brooks goes quiet is when Bryson DeChambeau is walking behind him. And it's hard to hear what he actually says in the clip that makes Brooks so angry. But what he says is, you know, you can fix spike marks now. This is something that Brooks had complained about. Brooks wears spikeless shoes, as do a lot of golfers now on tour. But Bryson opts to wear the old fashioned spiked golf shoes. They affect the putting green and can sometimes make it hard to read. So when Bryson was walking behind Brooks during this interview, he thought he was complaining about his spike marks again. So he kind of chirped in with this comment. It was a bit out of line. And Brooks, following after this comment, kind of curses multiple times. I'm not going to play the rest of the clip, but he kind of mutters and swears under his breath. He's visibly very angry. So while everyone's just getting their grasp on this video and it's being spread around, a new golf event was announced. The Match, which has been quite a successful golf event in the last couple of years. It's a fun way of televising a golf event. It's four players, match play. They're all mic'd up and we've seen Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. And not long ago, there was a match that involved Steph Curry and Charles Barkley. On July 6th, however, Phil will re-team up with Tom Brady and they will take on Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. This was quite the announcement this week as Rodgers is currently in his own kind of wild news cycle with huge questions around his future as an NFL quarterback, whether or not he's going to be the Jeopardy host. And Tom Brady, with this in mind, took to Instagram to promote the event. He used the promotional picture but captioned it, two champions versus a scientist and a Jeopardy host. <laughs> and then if you scrolled on the image, it, then he had created these memes using the picture of Brooks closing his eyes and Bryson walking behind him. And he had written a meme on it, Bryson, happy to be here. And then the image of Brooks underneath Aaron realizing he has to spend the whole day with Bryson. 
Brooks Kepka got in on the action going on Twitter just writing, sorry, bro, at Aaron Rodgers, implying that he's got to spend a ton of time with Bryson and what a, sh- what a shame for him. So while all of this is kicking off, Phil Mickelson decides to jump in as well, tweeting, I feel like I'm in the way here, but they did want the current PGA champ getting out Brooks for just beating him on Sunday at the PGA at Kiowa Island. Bryson also made his voice heard, posting a picture with a little picture of him on Brooks's hat with the caption, nice to have free rent in Brooks's mind. All of this Twitter beef going on back and forward, quite wild. And I think that just about covers it. And my take on it ultimately is this is actually really good for the game of golf. You see great rivalries in team sports. Yankees, Red Sox, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Lakers, Celtics. And when these teams match up, you can lean on the history of the rivalry between these clubs through every incarnation of a team. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the line, you can still talk about these fabled rivalries. And it's obviously just not the same in individual sports. You need to develop that history with an opponent and create a current rival. And in golf, for years, they tried to find a worthy rival for Tiger. And there really wasn't anyone who could. He faced challenges, but he was just so dominant in so many different time periods that he left rivals behind. Ernie Els, then David Duvall, then Phil Mickelson. They even tried to create a Rory Tiger rivalry, which I always thought was ridiculous. Rory grew up as a little kid in Northern Ireland wanting to be Tiger Woods. He has about as much respect for him as humanly possible. How is this at all a rivalry? But this, this, Brooks and Bryson, this sets up to be one of the truest rivalries I've ever seen in golf. These guys really don't like each other. And they couldn't be more opposite. Bryson has all sorts of antics, and his pace of play is really slow. He's not afraid to be chirpy on the course. Brooks is the complete opposite. Keeps it simple. Likes to play fast, and he is quite reserved and quiet, and just goes about his business efficiently and quietly and effectively. While the undertones of some of the Twitter beef has been kind of negative, I hope that the relationship isn't continually a negative thing, because I think this could be a really positive thing for golf. These are two of the biggest stars that we have in the game. Brooks is a two-time PGA and two-time US Open winner. Bryson, one of the most unique players on tour and unique that we've seen in a long time, and a US Open champion himself. These are two of the best talents that we've got and their clear dislike for one another I think fuels excitement and ultimately can be great for the game. I'm also really looking forward to this version of the match. I think it's a great format for the game and it gets people interested in a viewing experience of golf that's unlike any other. You feel like you're kind of a part of a foursome, all the players mic'd up and cruising around in golf carts. And it gets people interested who may have never been interested in the game before. NFL fans who want to see Aaron Rodgers swing a golf club because they love watching Aaron Rodgers throw a football. So this is just the preamble. This event isn't for a whole nother month yet. July 6th is when these four will hit the course together. We'll have more answers about whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and be a quarterback. We're going to see if Brooks maybe gets an invite to come and be a caddy and stir it up a bit. I think that this is a really exciting thing for golf and I look forward to covering the preamble. There's going to be even more talk before this match takes place and of course the match on July 6th. Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. Now let's get into a bit of the NBA playoffs. 
In my last This Week in Sport, I kind of outlined the first ever NBA play-in tournament. Teams would compete in a win-or-go-home format to earn a spot in the first round of the playoffs. And it seems like the play-in was a real success. The games were really exciting. Fans enjoyed their teams being able to make some sort of playoff run. It adds to the importance of late regular season games. And by the sound of it, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is in favour of keeping the play-in as a fixture in the NBA playoffs. The Warriors weren't able to make it back to the playoffs, however, as they were defeated in the final playing game by the Memphis Grizzlies. The Celtics and Wizards made it through to the first round on the eastern side, and the Lakers and Grizzlies made it through to round one as well. Now the format goes back to the seven-game series, meaning a team moves on if they win four games over their opponent. And as it stands, only one team has made it through to round two. The Milwaukee Bucks were able to take care of the Miami Heat, a four-game sweep. I was surprised that the Heat didn't get at least one win in this series. Last year's finals featured the Lakers and the team from Miami. The Bucks have been tops of the Eastern Conference for quite a few years now, but they've collapsed in the playoffs. And this is a really good start for Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. They hope to keep this momentum of a sweep, and now they'll get a couple of days rest before what I think will be their biggest test of the year, the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets are only one win away from moving on to round two, where they would face the team from Milwaukee. They're up 3-1 on the Celtics and on TNT tonight, 7.30 Eastern. It'll be a really interesting game. Celtics will need to win to keep themselves alive. The Nets only need one win to move forward and face the Bucks. The New York Knicks are in the playoffs for the first time since 2012-2013 season. And their first playoff game at Madison Square Garden was really quite something last week. The largest attended NBA game since the pandemic. The crowd was electric, but it was not enough for the Knicks to get it done. Trey Young of the Hawks got his fair share of boos when it came to leaning into fouls. Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, posted a video the next day wearing a Knicks hat, told Trey to, quote, play the right way. The Knicks did win game two, first playoff victory for the Knicks in eight years, and the city went mad. Tons of fans outside of the garden for hours, cheering and celebrating. But that might be all that New York get. The Hawks have a three-game-to-one lead, and tomorrow night, the Hawks and Knicks square up again with a win. The Hawks will move through and end the Knicks' playoff run. The first seed, Philadelphia 76ers, also have a 3-1 advantage over the Washington Wizards and could end their series as well tomorrow night. And things are a little bit tighter in the Western Conference, however. Utah does hold a 3-1 advantage over the Memphis Grizzlies, but the rest of the series are all tied at two games apiece. Tonight, the Blazers and the Nuggets will face off, as well as the Phoenix Suns and LA Lakers. These are crucial games. Being up three games to two is a huge mental hurdle, knowing you only need to get one more win. The Clippers and Mavericks are also tied at two games apiece. Their game five will take place tomorrow night, Wednesday. I think at least one or maybe two of these series will go all the way to Game 7. But tonight and tomorrow are crucial in trying to predict the outcome of these series. It's all up in the air. Tons of basketball this week, and I hope you get to enjoy some of the NBA playoffs. Be sure to keep it tuned here. I look forward to covering the rest of the playoffs here on the All-American Brit Podcast. What if I told you that one of the greatest fighters of all time would be taking on a YouTuber? Well, in this wild world that we live in, this is our reality. 
On Sunday, Floyd Money Mayweather, undefeated 50-0 fighter, will take on the internet star Logan Paul. Mayweather has referred to himself as the TBE, the best ever, for a very long time now, and he's got the record to back it up. Never lost a professional fight and taken on some of the biggest names in the sport. And I think in the last 15 years, the boxing world has been spoiled for stars. Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Ricky Hatton, Sugar Shane Mosley, Manny Pacquiao. But it's hard to say that any star burns brighter than Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather retired from professional boxing at 49-0, but came out of retirement to face UFC star Conor McGregor. McGregor stood his ground with Floyd in the boxing ring, but the UFC fighter got more and more tired late in the rounds, and Floyd ended up winning that match. 50-0 his record and re-retired. Floyd's most recent fight was an exhibition in Japan where he handled converted kickboxer Tenshin Nasukawa, knocking him down three times in the first round. There's no doubt that Mayweather, at 44, still has great punching power and incredible form, but the details of the upcoming fight on Sunday will make for the biggest boxing event of the year and one of the biggest question marks. Floyd is 44. Logan is 26. Floyd is 5 foot 8 inches. Logan is 6'2". Floyd is only 150 pounds while Logan is 190. Seeing them square up at the press conference, there is just a huge discrepancy in size. And this fight is being called an exhibition because due to the weight difference and size difference, this would never be a professional fight. The majority of the boxing world thinks that this will be an easy victory for Floyd Mayweather, regardless of Logan's size and strength, because nobody can outbox Floyd. One of the most elusive and slick boxers of all time can't be defeated just by some guy just because he's a big brute and going to be taller and bigger than him. You can't get your hands on Floyd. That's what makes him a magnificent boxer. But Logan is no slouch, and he's certainly going to give it his best go. Known for his YouTube channel and vlogging, Paul is a huge star on the internet, and he is the ultimate love-him-or-hate-him candidate. Logan has quite a spotted past. All you need to do is Google Logan Paul Japan to figure out what I mean by that. But Logan was given the opportunity to box a, YouTube, a fellow YouTuber called KSI a couple of years ago. And this was like a second life for Paul. It was the biggest non-professional boxing event in history. The first highly anticipated match ended up in a draw, so then there was a rematch scheduled and KSI won on points. Logan would have won the match if he didn't hit KSI in the back of the head as he was going down to the canvas. The referee saw, called the judges aside and took points off of Logan's card, which ultimately ended in defeat for the American. So how is it that a YouTuber turned boxer, who's only fought another YouTuber, now has been set up to fight one of the greatest of all time? It's kind, of a it's kind of a troll job. Logan trolled Floyd into it, but Floyd's not dumb. Here are Floyd's options. He's officially retired, right? But he still has the skill to face anyone in the ring. So he could come out of retirement, put his 50-0 record on the line, and fight a real fighter, a proper professional, and hope to retain his titles over a worthy competitor. Or he can fight Logan Paul, a non-worthy competitor who doesn't have the fighting skill to beat him, not have to put his 50-0 record on the line, just call it an exhibition. Here's a quote from Floyd Mayweather that really describes his mindset. Quote, I can fight a fighter right now and guarantee myself 35 million, Mayweather said. I can eventually probably make 50 million for just a regular fight. Or me and Logan can go out, entertain, have fun, and make nine figures, 100 million or more. 35 million for 12 rounds or 100 million for eight rounds. Big difference. 
<laughs> no kidding. And this could end up just being a great payday for Floyd. But there is some risk involved. Sure, his record won't be risked. But any time you get into a ring, anything can happen. My thought is that the boxing experts are right on this one. And Floyd will knock out Logan Paul or beat him in eight rounds. But there is a chance, there is a 1% chance that Logan could land something flush on Floyd. And if this happens, with the height differential and the weight differential, 50 pounds more weight behind a punch that catches Floyd at 44, there could be drama. There have been some great personalities in the sport of boxing, but there's been less and less interest in the sport over time. Logan has inserted a huge amount of interest from an audience that might have never been aware of boxing unless uh, for his participation in the sport. I feel like this is the episode of me saying that unconventional ways of the sport are actually good for the sport, but this is another one that I think can only help boxing. This will be the biggest boxing event of the year. A non-boxer against one of the greatest of all time. And it sets up for great drama. Floyd is actually risking a lot going into this exhibition. Logan has nothing to lose. And I think he'll fight with that mentality. And if he lands one on Floyd, look out. Sunday, June 6th, Floyd Money Mayweather versus Logan the Maverick Paul. Showtime pay-per-view. I'll be watching and then I'll be covering it here on the podcast the following week. I'm going on record and saying Floyd's going to win the fight. I think he outboxes him. I think he puts a beating on him. But it might go eight rounds and go to a card. But if Logan lands something, again, <laughs> it's, it'll be an interesting one. For the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network, I am your host, Johnny McEwen. Be sure to follow me at AABritPod on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. And until next time, take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.